Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast brought to you from a galaxy far, far away. We are here to recap some of this week's Star Wars news to keep you up to date with all of the happenings in, as I call it, Lucasville, which is uh, obviously a nod to LucasAid, not George Lucas. Other energy drinks are available. Speaking of energy, it's the man that puts the bant in banter it is the guy that puts low in solo it is my co-host of course mr gary Ailett. welcome to the podcast gary all right all right all right how, how right. do you do everybody hope you're uh, keeping well you right, dude the low in solo okay mm-hmm. okay okay not mm-hmm. the so in no solo. not the so just so. Uh, mm. all right mm. how are you dude Oh, I'm all right, thanks, man. Yeah, solid. Just you know, straightforward, same old. Not much. It's like it seems to have gone quickly this last week. You know, it feels mm. like two minutes ago since we did uh, did the last episode, one six five. But yeah, a bit weird. All just flown mm. by. You, you all good? I'm all good, thanks, dude. Yeah, I've had a quiet Star Warsy week this one. I've had a Star Wars free week, which happens. You know, sure. You can't always plow through tons of Star Wars, and it's a bit quiet at the minute as well with Star Wars. There's not too much knocking around as we uh, anticipate Andor landing and a couple of books mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah, a little bit quiet. Have you done anything Star Warsy? Not a ton, actually. Watch the new Andor trailer, which we'll talk about probably next week. But um, no, not, not really. Oh, I got the start of the Padawan book that I pre-ordered. That came in, which is pretty good. That's a cursed and white. I think a, 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 I think it's sort of probably a young adult novel, just based on the old font size. Um, so that's <laughs> that's it. Really? Mm. So yeah, pretty quiet one. But alas, there is a little bit of news that we're going to go through in just one second. So we're going to get to that in a bit. But if you want to get involved, if you want to let us know what you've been doing Star Wars wise, have you read something? Have you played something? Have you watched something? Have you built something? Let us know over on our Twitter, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and Instagram as well, forward slash Instagram. And if you want to get involved, you want to chuck a quid at your favourite co-pilots, then you can do so on sparkrebellion.com slash Patreon. We'll be over there and everything is greatly, greatly appreciated. So let's let's get to the news straight into it, dude, actually. Um, Taika Waititi. I, I don't want to sort of say that, you know, this is par for the course now with Star Wars movies, but what I will say is that it's par for the bloody course now with Star Wars movies is this. <laughs> Apparently... According to Giant Freaking Robot, um, Taika Waititi's movie is in development hell. According to their trusted and proven sources. So they've got a little section on their website that's basically, look, here's what we got right. (laughs) So, same person. Has told them that the Waititi movie is in development hell now. We know that that basically means... Well, actually, I'm not going to say that. But for the most part, it means that something ain't going to happen. Or it's going to go through changes of directors, producers, direction, cast, and come out the other side looking like something totally different. Um, So I I was surprised to see this. And 
it's a bit gutting, really. I don't know if it's anything to do with the uh, exceptionally lukewarm reaction to Thor Love and Thunder, which uh, apparently it rounds out the Thor trilogy that uh, that Watiti did. He, has he done three? Oh, no, he just did Ragnarok, didn't he? Just the um, one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently that's been, that's not, I've not seen that yet, but apparently it's not amazing. Um, so yeah, development of hell for Watiti's Star Wars movie, dude. What say thee, O oh, wise one? Hmm, not surprising, this is it, dude. It seems to be uh, short and sweet because you nailed it. It's like, uh, seems to be par for the course. It's a, I can't seem to get my bloody head around why there's no, uh, why there's no, why there isn't any better control over this stuff from a company like Lucasfilm and Disney. I can't seem to get my, get my head around it. Let me tell you, listener, for free. If Tell Mark ran, yeah. If Mark ran Captivate like this, Jesus Christ! If Mark and Kieran just thought, you know, they had bollocks. Well, whatever. Yeah, we got this project coming up. Yeah, we're gonna pencil it in for December, and then we get most of the work done, or we get some pre prelims done. It's all good, and then you just like, yeah, can't be bothered with this now. Should we just push Printed it back? Development hell. Yeah. So mind boggles just a little bit of this, dude. Um, so it's, it's expected on one hand because we've been through this. This is not our first radio, right? With um, Star Wars films and trilogies and all sorts just being confirmed seemingly and everything's good. And then within a matter of months, it's, yeah, it's canned or, or whatever. So I hope that's not the case because although um, Love and Thunder wasn't amazing, it wasn't terrible. It was pretty decent. And his work has been really cool on The Mandalorian. So I hope it doesn't uh, end up being canned or, you know, they just, we never hear of it again. So fingers crossed, but just not surprising, mate. Not at all. No, so I, I was, well, I was surprised if, if I'm totally honest, just purely because it's Watiti and it's sort of, he's the current golden, you know, he's like, he's like JJ Abrams in whatever, 08, 09, mm. you know. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised only from that perspective because it's, it's it, it just seems like people want him to do shit. Um, and it's like you say, you know, he's cut his teeth in the Star Wars verse on, on the Mando, you know, which was greatly received. He, he, he's done a couple of eps, including the season one finale. But um, yeah, just it's just... It's annoying, isn't it? Because it, it's, they, they sort of don't seem to be learning from what they did when they announced like, we're going to do a film every year. I oh, fuck off. So you've had all that stuff we <laughs> talked about a year, year and a half ago. Benny Off and Vice, Ryan Johnson, that's gone. Both of them. Patty Jenkins, delayed. Uh, Watiti, gone. Kevin Feige, heard a little bit from Michael Waldron, but not much else. And then you got D23 coming up in a couple of weeks. Well, about, I don't know, four, five, six weeks' time. And it just sort of annoys you because it's like, what... <laughs> Why would you bother getting excited about what they announce if they do? So you don't know what's going to stick. So it's, do you know what I mean? They'd be better off just doing, like we've said it before, just announce one or two things and stick to them, you know? Yeah, just, yeah, keep it simple. I think they're just trying to, maybe not purposely muddy the water, but I don't know, it feels like they get carried away for a little while and then they can't really stick the land in. It's a bit, it's a bit of a shame really. And it's, it can't be any more, well, we've seen in the last week, haven't we? It can't be any more frustrating than what DC are dealing with at the minute, like the Batgirl, Batwoman, Batgirl, Batwoman film. Seemingly done, a completed film, 
we're looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton back and all that. And then to pull the plug right at the end. So they're not the only ones that are, you know, a little bit, a little bit slapdash with that stuff. But um, for the same reason that you've just said, bit surprised because it's because it's Watiti. That's the only, the only thing in it because he seems to be planted very nicely in the Lucasfilm camp at the minute. So otherwise, yeah, we'll we'll wait and see as always. We will, dude. Yeah, shocking with the Batgirl thing. I read something earlier today that said they're committed publicly because they've changed the staff, haven't they, at WB that deals with the um, the, the DC movies division. They've got this, like, 10-year slated plan. Huh, heard that before. <laughs> um, and apparently they're committed to The Flash with Keaton in it, doing some reshoots, I think, with Affleck. Um, but the Batgirl one, apparently they'd seen it, it just wasn't good enough. And apparently they can claim that as a tax loss. If they shelve it and don't do anything with it, that 90 million budget, they can get a chunk of that back. I don't know how much or whether that's true, but apparently that's why it's like a shrewd business decision as opposed to just letting it go and losing it. You know, it's where do you stop sort of digging the hole? Um, so yeah. interesting. Not for us. We don't care about that, but take our tea We'll see if anything comes from D23. We'll see if there's any updates over the next couple of months and be, uh, be assured that if there is anything we We'll bring it to you right here on the show. Now, hmm, I'm just going to read this uh, according to IGN. <laughs> a little chuckle. Like, yeah, Gwendolyn Christie <laughs> wants to return as Captain Phasma in Star Wars, <laughs> right? <laughs> All it is. <laughs> All it is. So let me write my version of that. All right. Gwendolyn Christie wants to come back to make some more money off the biggest franchise in the world. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, all right? We all want pain, and I would want to come back to Star Wars as well. But let's not act like it's a surprise. You know? We've got... <laughs> <laughs> like, every, you know, you speak to the olden lad. You know, what's his name? Iron Reich. I can't, we can never pronounce that, I'm sorry. But, you know, the guy that did Solo. You speak to, uh, you know, Jonas uh, Suatomo, who does the, the Chewy. You know, you speak to anyone. I'll come back to Star Wars. Yeah, I'll cost you. Of course she wants to come back. <laughs> anyway, that's the report. Um, IGN.com. Mm. It was uh, an interview with Empire. Um, acknowledged, uh, Christy, to paraphrase, acknowledged there could be more to explore the character outside of a live-action appearance in The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yeah. Which, they've been in the comics, so that's good. Um, oh, she said that. I haven't read the comics, uh, but it's Star Wars. I would love that. Uh, <laughs> this is a non-story, right? So, <clears throat> she fell into a pit. Doesn't matter. She can die, she can not die. Emperor, he came back, he fell into a pit. Uh, Maul, pit. Kylo Ren, <laughs> pit. You know? Boba Fett. Pit. Pit. Um, so, <laughs> just a weird little non-story, but it's sort of a story. Um so I'm not going to ask you about it. I'm just going to say, what did you think of Phasma overall? You know, because, well, you know, mm. would you, do you want to see more Phasma? Not particularly, mate. No, a bit of a missed opportunity, that one. She looks really good in the trailer mm. before the sequel trilogy kicked off and we got that first trailer and we said, wow, that, that's going to be badass. But it turned out to be just a bit of a, just a, a regular Stormtrooper with just a little bit more, a bit more of a flashy uniform and yeah. actually said stuff. Other than that, nothing, mate. Not bothered. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's 
sort of a yeah it was trailer fodder wasn't it that's a really good way of sort of yeah you're right because it was <clears throat> it looked really good and you know when you look at I think it's some of the materials that support it like oh it's it's Nubian metal you know it's the it's the the, the Naboo ship metal oh it's from the prequels oh and it was you know what I mean mm. and it was just a, it was there was it was just crap story weren't it you know she she got duped in the Force Awakens and in the Last Jedi was just like this vengeful stormtrooper that like you said that just sort of wasn't the boss you know mm. what I mean yeah and it was a strange just, yeah sorry dude it was a it was a strange thing to do as well because you know that every single company you ever worked at you hate the middle management mm. and then in Star Wars they put in this kind of weird middle manager thing that's you know she's not a an officer and she's not a stormtrooper she's this weird in betweeny thing that nobody needed mm. <laughs> so um it was a non-starter from the beginning really but uh, but yeah, that trailer for The Force Awakens, bud. If you're ever feeling a bit bored or down, just stick that on. In fact, watch the version where somebody's recorded it at Star Wars Celebration, where um, JJ came out with some other people and they played it first for the first time and just the audience reaction to that is fucking amazing. So trailer, bang on for Phasma, but the rest of it, man. No, 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 no. Agreed, man. No. That trailer was just badass. It yeah. was... Like just to see that, and just you know, bringing hand back the foot in the first trailer, you know that yeah, it was great. Shame the sequels. Looking back, you know, didn't quite get that, but it all yeah, it was badass. It was badass that trailer. And uh, I wonder if Phasma was just another classic Star Wars toy play, you know? Exactly, mate. Bit of a play for some merch there. Even the toys didn't do that well. Can you even buy Phasma? Oh yeah, she was a black series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can actually. Yeah. Can, yeah, that's right. Actually. Probably a Funko Pop as well. Probably. Obviously. Everywhere. Uh, well, Lego. Yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe your good lady could get you a Phasma toy for Christmas. And when Christmas does come around, you'll probably want to count down to it, won't you? From the beginning of December, the 1st of mm -hmm. December, using an advent calendar. And maybe... You're thinking to yourself, hmm, should I get a Cadbury's one? Nice. Sometimes not as good as they could be, but we'll let it slide. Do I get one with just pictures? Not a chance. What should I get? That's right. A Star Wars advent calendar. These come out every single year, and this year's uh, they've been released. And they've, uh, they've released a few of them. There's a Harry Potter one as well. And these are always funny. Because I always think to myself, I should probably get one or get my nephew one. And then I see the price and think to myself, do I want a minifigure of Darth Vader with a Christmas jumper on? What am I going to do with that in April? <laughs> and the answer is, I do not want that. Um, but they always look amazing. Like if you've got a kid that's well into Star Wars, like this is pretty badass. But they are very, 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 very expensive for what they are. But they are very, very cool. So we got it announced, man. There's a few bits in there that look pretty nifty. Um, obviously, <laughs> Vader, Luke, we've got 3PR2, Clone Trooper Commanders, uh, the Battle Droids. There's there's some sort of interesting um, ones, like you've got the Speeder, from what I can tell, Luke's Speeder, 
Um, in there, you've got what looks to be Vader's TIE fighter uh, or a TIE defender. You've got um, Vader's shuttle or some Imperial shuttle. So there's some cute little things in there. Um, but yeah, still probably won't get it. But if you've got a kid that loves it, worth a punt. They're usually about 30 quid from what I remember. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, same, 30 quid here. Um, so yeah, man, that's it. You're going to get your Star Wars advent calendar on this year? Yeah, I'm not sure. I always think about getting it. And just to confirm for our listener, this is Lego Star Wars. So, Oh, yes. Sorry, I didn't say that, did I? Yeah, it's a cute little mini figures that you get in the various Lego sets and stuff, but with a Christmas flavour. And I'm, I don't know, I'm torn. Like I said, I always think about, should I get it? It'd be cool. But I'd only be interested in like a third of the figures because, as Mark said, there's, um, there's a few on here and they really started to scrape the barrel because I can understand the speeder and... Um, Darth Vader's TIE fighter and stuff like that. But there's there's one that's just the little moisture evaporator, you know, on, on Tatooine on Luke's farm. And one of them's just the doorway in, in the Star Destroyer or the Death Star or something. So what would you do with that? I mean, I, I don't think you would put this all together and make a set. It doesn't work like that. None of these things fit. So just a random doorway from a Star Destroyer. don't know. So for that reason... Don't know. The only thing that's mm, the only thing that's pulling me in is the little Christmas jumpers. So three pair looks cute. Vader looks cute. Has Vader got flippers on? I can't tell. Probably. He looks like it. Looks like he's got a little scuba diving flippers on. Anyway, um, I'll probably give it a miss, dude. But yeah, probably regret that. And then have a look on eBay and decide that I don't want to pay fifty quid for the same thing. Yeah. Got it. I'm with you, dude. It's, uh, yeah, they're cute little thing, like I said, but, you know, it, they're expensive, aren't they? You know, if you've got two, quid, mm. you, yeah, two kids, you ain't getting it, because they're buying two other damn things. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of level of expense in it. Um, mm. But they bucks. do look... Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. Mm. If you've got four kids and you all want one, it's like, <laughs> come on, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What's wrong with the chocolate? Yeah. You get a Star Wars one. You three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're that parent, aren't you? Asshole parents. Like, mm, yeah. little Johnny can have one because uh, keeps his room tidy. You little fuckers there. Which one of you, you three and four want to be the favourite this month? <laughs> <laughs> That's Love right. It. These yeah. golf clubs aren't going to wash themselves. Yeah. Or the car. Yeah. yeah. Or the house. Go. Chores. Go. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> As they leg out the room at the thought of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, we'll not get one of those then. We will not no. get one of those. Um, no. no. So, like, D23, right? We mentioned that earlier. That's the, the next the next story that, that came out this week is, is about D23. So that's coming up um, in September. It's... Uh, oh, so have I got the dates here, actually? Uh, it's around September something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's early on in September. Um, so Disney's announced um, that they're going to do at D23 this sort of journey into storytelling at Pavilion. This is according to Jedi News. And um, it's, it's it looks to be sort of like a, a showcase of all of the shows that they do that are very... Um, I wouldn't say, obviously, every show has to be story-driven, but you know what I mean? They're sort of the shows that they're really wanting to highlight as being really focal points of the way that Disney and certainly Disney Plus and so on, I would imagine, tell stories. Now, there's nothing really directly Star Wars-related 
in this. But D23 is coming up and I can't help but think we're going to get some, obviously some Star Wars announcements. And I just, I think it's quite interesting that they're putting a focus on shows that ordinarily wouldn't, I don't necessarily think that they'd get that kind of time, like some of the things with Chris Hemsworth or Liam Hemsworth, which one of the Hemsworths is. Um, some of the things that they're including in there are just not, they don't feel like big A-list things. Do you know what I mean? Like things, um, things like Grey's Anatomy, like brilliant, but it's been out for such a long time. Do you know what I mean? And just, it feels a bit of a, I'm going to say this, it feels a bit naughty to say it, but it feels like a subpar San Diego Comic Con style panel. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what I am surprised about is that there is no Star Wars content. Like they've got these big tent poles, you know, especially like things like Mando that are due to come out. And then obviously Andor will have just come out around this time. It seems a weird omission for them to not put something Star Wars in. Um, so mm. yeah, I don't know. I just found that a little bit odd, man. Yeah, it's weird, which is why this story is interesting because normally the every year D23 is overrun with Star Wars stuff. That seems to be the the thing. It's almost become like an unofficial Star Wars kind of events, if you like. They normally do it the other way around where they focus on some of the other shows and films and whatnot a little bit in the background and then all the Star Wars stuff comes in and takes centre stage. But I think I think they will have some Star Wars stuff on here. I just don't think they've they've quite figured out how to do that yet because apparently this um this thing is across five different stages at the event and there's also going to be panels and Q and A's and appearances from other stuff as well. So I think they're setting this up to be a little bit of a surprise that there will be some Star Wars stuff in there. They've just put they've just laid the 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 ground the, the groundwork if you like and said yeah yeah we'll do all these shows and uh, and whatnot so so it's interesting man i think we'll definitely see some star warsy stuff there for sure um but yeah you're you right dude some of the stuff is a bit old like they've got a simpsons thing going on as well and some other bits so d23 man it should be cool i reckon there will be plenty more star wars there stuff there yeah yeah bit and a switch you think interesting yeah, i think so all right mm-hmm. We shall see. Not too long to wait uh, for that one. And actually, that leads on um, to probably the next two stories. Um, the first one is, that, and this has been reported in a few different places. Um, we talked about it last week when we talked about the toy version of said character. Uh, so Cal Kestis, um, Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Um, Cameron Monaghan has, has had a little bit of quizzing going on. He's, he's had a little bit of uh, quizzing going on. And he's he's just sort of said, um, you know, it would be pretty cool to do live action Star Wars stuff. As you would do. You know, I mean, again, it's back to, like, you know, Gwendolyn Christie. Like, are you really, are you really going to turn it down if it comes your way? Um so it, I don't know. It just it, again, I'm not surprised by this. He's just sort of said, you know, played it a little bit coy, but sort of opened the door to it and said, "Yeah." I think the point of this sort of story and to bring it back to um, what we've spoken about before with it is, it just seems to be ramping up. This this whole Cal Kestis thing seems to be ramping up, and I don't know if it's like we've seen before with things like, um, you know, with um, 
you know, with sort of uh, what was the probably the last good example of this? Well, Rise of Skywalker or like even Last Jedi, where we're going to see this, we're going to see that, and and even like Obi Wan to a degree. We've all done it. I don't know if it's just us fueling that a little bit, um, and then obviously it, it sort of you know, it might not happen, and we all get let down again, and it's oh, fucking Star Wars and shit, you know. So it, <laughs> I don't know, but I just can't help thinking that it sort of feels like it's ramping up a, a little bit. But then again, like I said. Is that just us doing it? I don't know, man. What do you think? Is it ramping up or is it just us? Are we fueling it? I don't know. I can't let my mind Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it, sometimes? Because you see the name mentioned across a few different stories. So we've seen Cal Kestis mentioned across some toys. Um, the upcoming video game sequel that we spoke about two, maybe three episodes ago. And then we see this story as well. So yeah, it does. It sort of all piles on, doesn't it? And then before you know it, you've got the Cal Kestis train rumbling nicely along. So... Yeah, it's um, it does feel like it's ramping up a wee bit, and f- for me personally, I think this story holds more weight and is probably more likely to happen rather than the uh, the Gwendolyn Christie stuff with with Phasma. I think this is more this is more like it because I think with his character with Cal Kestis, you can more strategically plop him into a Disney Plus series and get the value from that. Whereas with Phasma, like we said, it's more of just a um, yeah, we'll just have her in a few scenes to be killed again or something like that. Whereas Cal, he's got a good backstory, you know, and it also links into a lot of the other stuff that we've seen with Disney Plus this year with the whole Order 66 thing, you know, all that. So I would love to see this dude. He was really good in Gotham, as, as we all know. We spoke about that before. He's a, he's a good actor. So why not? You know, the two things fit together nicely. You know, the, the mocap stuff that he's done for the video game. He's a great actor. Use his likeness, bring him into the thing. All the things work, dude. I like it. Yeah, I agree, man. And it's, uh, it's it feels like he's, because he's just basically addressed this by giving a little chuckle. You know, of course, there's interesting coming back. Uh, laugh, 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 laugh. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's a bit Andrew Garfield, isn't it? I was just thinking that, buddy. I was literally just about to say it was a bit like in the run-up to the, the Spider-Man films where they were like, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it, if you know, if they did that. But, you know, it's probably not going to happen. So I'm certainly not involved. But, you know, whatever. It feels yeah. a little bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> and um, I think he's one of those characters that you could get away with quite nicely as well. You know, you really could sort of feed him into it. And it, it's... I always use the Exegol test. That's what I call it in Star Wars. Like... Will it satisfy the fans, but also satisfy the casuals? Mm-hmm. And you could do that with his character. Because you... Like, my mum would just be like, ah, oh, just another Jedi, that. Of course, you know, we'll tell that story. Oh, fucking, I've been hunted. Of course, just a Jedi look we've revealed. A bit of false sensitivity. You know, a bit like Kane and Jarrus at the beginning of Rebels. You know, it doesn't sort of matter whether we know him or not. Whereas the fans, you know, the people like us, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that is another Jedi serves that job of being another Jedi whatever the story requires from that other Jedi but we know him because we're this stuff and we so it's that's what like I said that's the Exegol test there was no need to build another freaking planet for that um, and it's only some of this other material later that, that's that's filling in why it's a separate planet and you're like I'll get you know so it's it's I just it's one of those characters that's alright for it unlike for example like a Mace Windu you know Always good to see Samuel, but pointless for the story, you know, really. Um, 
So, I'd, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you, dude. I think this is more likely to be... Uh, more likely to be likely to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, let's just hope it doesn't get announced by anybody at Lucasfilm or Disney. Because then Ever. it definitely won't happen. Yeah, so. <laughs> It would be cool, though. Yeah, it would. Be yeah, cool. it would. It would. Yeah. It would. Hey, speaking of TV, um, Andor... Uh, news reports come out this week. Oh, it's been an interview actually, um, which is you remember Tony Gilroy. We talked about it right at the beginning of when Andor was announced. Tony Gilroy was on there. Um, he was just doing his his basically his production, his writing, and so on and so forth, and basically just going through how um, we talked about. I remember talking about him a while ago and just saying he's got some some good credits and it's a good get for Andor. Well, he's, like I said, he's done this interview, basically just said that they don't use the volume or stagecraft. Um, as they're calling it now. That seems to just change their mind, don't they, on what it's called. But they're not using the same screen stage, you know, that big, voluminous kind of 360-degree stage that Mando and Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, used. It looks like they've gone all practical with the sets as well as, obviously, um, some of the makeup, some of the costumes, and so on and so forth. So it's he's basically said it's a bit old school, it's gone old school, but I, I, I wondered whether... Because the two things, or the things that we've liked about those two trailers has been how it's felt. That solo, dirty, grimy kind of battlefield vibe that, you know, I don't want to say sort of Rogue One, but Rogue One, when we got to Scarif, felt a little bit shiny because it was just this tropical planet. But, you know, that kind of grittiness that we've seen in, in a couple of the Star Wars things. Um, <clears throat> even to a degree, like the scenes on Crate in The Last Jedi, you know, that sort of just that we're in the trenches. We were happy with that. We were impressed by how that felt in the Andor trailers. And I wonder if this is contributing to it, dude. I wonder if it's, if that's why. I wonder if we just didn't realise that the volume screen was making it feel slightly less like that. And now it's not there. It's, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm. It's, so I wonder if that's anything to do with it, man. Yeah. Yeah, possibly, dude. I think um, the interesting thing about this is I like that they, sounds weird, but I like that they haven't used it for the sake of using it because I think sometimes that can be a bit of a trap to fall into. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you see that across every industry, not just movies and TV and stuff. But sometimes if you've got this cool thing that's worked, that doesn't mean that you just apply it to every bloody thing that you ever do. So I think it was a good creative decision to not use it in this case, because you're right, that's one of the appeals of, of things like Rogue One and some of the Mandalorian episodes where it does have that more dirty-ish, grimy feel to it which you absolutely need sometimes because let's think about this narratively. This is the very early, early stages of the rebellion and the, the galaxy is just this crapped up place at the minute. You know, it's going to shit. So it needs to have that, um, that look and, and that vibe about it. So I think with the volume, it can be amazing as we've seen. And the good thing about the volume actually is that you don't even notice it's there. You don't even know it's being used, which is, the magic, because if you knew that, it would, you know, the illusion would be gone. And um, um, I picked up uh, the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman film, actually on Apple, because it was on, it's on sale at the minute for a tenner. So I thought, yeah, I'll grab that. And when I was watching one of the extras, they went through and they showed that scene when they're on the skyscraper towards the end, him and Catwoman. And um, I had no idea that that was all done on at the Lucasfilm volume stage and all that stuff. But so that's what's cool about that is that you don't know it's being used. Um, but certainly, yeah, for Andor, I think it's the right decision, dude. We need that real worldy, 
almost film grainy kind of love about it you know so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adds to the fight, doesn't it? The, I mm -hmm. agree with Batman. Ba Batman looks amazing. Oh, it does. That's so Done good. It. I love that film, dude. I've seen it three times now. Every time good. I watch it, I just, yeah. He, he gets Batman. Defo. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's not Bruce Wayne. That's the point. Yeah. That's exactly. That's the, that's yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. Oops. I need to review that, dude. Where are we going to review that? I need to do it somewhere. Need a new podcast. Yeah. TheBatmanReview.net. Com, <laughs> just gone? one podcast with one episode <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um here's one um i'm just going to paraphrase here as well this is from superhero hype this is to, just to finish this little one off uh <laughs> according to series star diego luna <clears throat> excuse me the practical method wasn't without its drawbacks uh in pitlochry scotland we had to walk for hours up a mountain to set up one shot G yep sounds a nightmare huge effort Really dangerous to get there. All you can see around you is sky, trees, rivers, lakes. Amazing. It's like being on another planet. <laughs> sort of the sort of the point, that, isn't it? Diego. Kind of. Yeah. It's bonus, really. What we're trying to <laughs> get to. <laughs> Do you well, know this what I mean? location looks good. The bonus benefit is that it looks like we're on another world. So yeah. who knew? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Diego, it's almost like that's why we chose it. <laughs> like, imagine that instead of that, like, imagine the exact opposite. It's like phone ringing. Hello. Hi, mate. It's Diego. Yep. Where you parked? Uh, just at MCP next door. Where are you? Uh, uh, I'm just outside. I didn't know whether to pay and display or just so you've, yeah, no, just put it, Diego, pop it in the MCP, mate. Right. Great. Do all the filming, brilliant production wraps, and all lands. Star Destroyer. Bethnal Green. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Couple of old Sierras. Couple of yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just Couple of old Sierra. The, the old uh, the old Granada. On the other side yeah. of the road. Ford Orion, like, please. Red. What is, what is going on here? <laughs> well, didn't want to lug all that up a hill, did we? We want to say yeah. that we did everything practically, so has to be compromises. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I can just I can see know. that as well. I can just see it in my mind's eye. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> and then Star Wars fans like us, with that, with that, with that, that kind of, thing as well where we'd make stories up about why that was the case you know what i mean mm. maybe All diego luna went through a wormhole maybe andor went through a wormhole and then he ended up in bethnal green parked up near box park you know yeah. what i mean just, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> nipped into this room grab yourself a late lunch you know what oh. i mean yeah so <clears throat> i'd like to thank diego luna for that uh cracker <laughs> of a quote um Almost Jeez, like another planet. Almost. Oh, yeah, Almost. not quite. <laughs> Jeez. A bit critical, yeah, Diego? A little bit critical, yeah? Yeah. You, you just do the lines, right? We'll sort this what, out. So what have you ever done? He's found a <laughs> great location for this. What have you ever done, Diego Luna? 
Right, he's done a fair bit, actually. Fair play to him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. I do, you know, they use Scotland and Ireland and all sorts quite a lot for this sort of thing. So it's always, it's going to look good. It's going to look, I just thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> it's like someone making a lightsaber and just go, oh, it sort of looks like a laser sword, this. That's what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. It does. Mm. Close enough. Yeah. Good. good. Unexpected. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap up with this one. We're on a bit of a shorter episode today. It's my fault. I'm uh, I've got one of those days today, but I know what you're thinking, Gaz. You're thinking to yourself, I'm going to shoot up on my browser, right move. Other estate agent apps are available. And I'm going to search keywords, Star Wars, budget, minimum 40 grand. Maximum $10 million location, England or Disney World. All right, any of them two, doesn't matter. Show me what you've got. And I know that you've been looking at this one that is now up for sale. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, it's $15 million. Look at that exchange rates. There's a massive house, mate, up for sale <laughs> inside Golden Oak, which is uh, where Lake Buena Vista is in uh, Disney World, Orlando. Um, it's their gated sort of community, like little area. It costs an absolute mm. shed ton to live there, like 50 million uh, just for this house. And then 19 grand apparently for just fees for the year, mate. Um, you get theme park access, you get Disney access, all that sort of good stuff. Um, it's pr You're pretty much living in Disney World, mate. You're pretty much living in Disney World. You've got your own shuttle, you've got your own tickets to get in there. You've got... All of it is Disney-themed stained glass windows. You've got a Cinderella bedroom that's got, like, LED lights uh, to simulate the night sky. But for us, you've got a Millennium Falcon-shaped bar and sort of little downstairs, little downstairs theatre that looks absolutely badass to the, to the point that they've even put windows in and then, well, you know, they've built window frames up and then put, like, prints and artwork that look like you're actually in space with... Uh, X-Wings and planets in the background. It's pretty badass. Obviously, it comes with all sorts of other things, access to golf course. You've got a massive swimming pool with a bloody hot tub and a water slide and a rock wall. There's all, it's, it's, it's mental, basically. It's nuts. <laughs> it's, a right, it's, it's a right place. It's classically American. It was designed by some of the Disney um, design team, but it looks like a bloody house in Florida. You know, everything's granite or tiles. It's like your classic Floridian um, mm. home. It's just mental, mate, to be honest. <laughs> it's nuts. Imagine chucking that at a house. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd bloody buy this, mate. Oh, mate, me too. I'm not nuts. Of course I bloody would. I'd bloody buy this. I'd live in it as well. You know, you know some people like, yeah, a bit of an opportunity. Opportunity, yeah? <laughs> so, taken. Um, but I'd live in it. I'd, I wouldn't just buy it and then rent it. Uh, there'd be dragging me out I'll be hanging onto the door frames like you need to leave the house Gary come on Disney World next door go and get a bit of sun fuck off alright I'm sitting in my Star Wars basement slash cinema oh mate this looks awesome the yeah. thing is though you wouldn't find this anywhere else would you this is no <laughs> like you said this is classic Um, even if Disney World wasn't next door this is still classic yeah Floridian stuff but um, one of the rooms that I really like dude not mm. obviously the, the Star Wars cinema and all that stuff but it's the Cinderella office they yeah. got this really nice <laughs> yeah. they got this really nice office and the, uh, mm. 
Yeah, the desk is lovely and all the matching bookcases. I just fill that up with Star Wars stuff because yeah. that's the only room in the house that doesn't look like it's themed around any franchise. But yeah, dude, this is lovely. It Fly looks in the pool. Yeah, that office looks like an office that, like, on a TV show, the like the 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 girl would go and see her dad and. Oh, dad, I need help. Why? I don't know. Insert problem. And the dad would be like, come into my office. And she'd be like, let's go to the office. And the dad would be like, not that office. And like, It'd just be revealed that it was like Mr. T or some shit. And he was like a CIA <laughs> operative. And he had this big badass office with all the books in. And like everything was classified. And she'd be like, what? And then she'd become a spy or whatever. It's that kind of vibe. And it's got mm. that kind of vibe. You know, secret shit happens in that office. Yeah, yeah. Or the other vibe, the other option is that on that bookcase somewhere, there's a bust, a little head bust. Mm. Head tilts back, button. The other bookcase opens up. Mm. Bat pole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got that vibe as well. Yeah, it has actually, isn't it? It has. It's badass. And it's got a granny flat. Oh, you can't call it that. Guest house um, <laughs> as well. So, yeah. $15 million. $15 million. And we actually went for a meal um, with Buzzsprout there in uh, 2020 at Podfest. Golden Oak. Yeah, we went for a Cuban meal there. So nice. I would say it was my claim to fame, but there's absolutely nothing famous about it. But I have been to this place <laughs> and I cannot uh, cannot afford this house. But it's beautiful. And it, it is one of the places that I would, yeah, I, I like that because Florida's always red hot as well. So you'd... Oh, you'd have some good bands there, wouldn't you, buddies? For the Star Wars nerds amongst us, there's plenty to go at, including, like I said, have a look in the show notes because obviously we'll put the links in and just have a look at that Millennium Falcon uh, themed cinema room. It's got what appears to be eight seats, big old leather lazy boys. It's got a bar, a lot of gear, a lot of neon lighting, um, which is good. And it's it's just really well done. It just looks ace. Mm. So yeah, just in there for a bit of fun. But I'm just... Fire up your podcast app, grab it out of your pocket now or whatever you're, doing, whatever you're listening on. Click the old link in the show notes and go and have a look because you will like it. Um, yeah. Next week, me and Gaz will have chipped in and probably bought it, won't we? Mm. What's that divided by two? Is that 12? No, uh, seven. No, 6.5. No, <sighs> Easy. Seven, seven and a half. Although seven not with the interest rates as they are, mate. <sighs> yeah, true. Well, cost of living as well. Wouldn't have to, we couldn't have the lights on all day, you know. But it's Florida after all. Just run a cable from the neighbor's place. Yeah. Right. Powered by alligators. Get the them thrashing around. Yeah. Another one of them gators. <laughs> well, oh, that is a story wrap, and that is a news wrap, and that is a podcast wrap for today. This, of course, has been Sparky Rebellion, episode 166, or as I call it, episode 166, because it sounds pretty good when I say it like that. Guys, I'm surprised that we've done two weeks running, because it is bloody summer. We're always away, aren't we? You know, one of us is away, the other one's away, but we've been back two weeks running, and I think we're about to continue the trend next week as well. So to you, the ever-present listener, let us know. Are you going to chip in with us for that mansion? 
with the Millennium Falcon Theatre over in Florida. Let us know on Twitter, sparkerebellion.com slash Twitter. And just enjoy your week of Star Wars fun. Guys, it's always a pleasure, my man. Good to chat. I'll, uh, I'll see your bad self next week. Always lovely to chat, my man. Carrying on... Uh carrying on the the, the train co-pilot in the Falcons all good and uh, yeah some great stories this week some interesting ones let us know what you think Star Wars listener over on the Twitter as Mark said and yeah let's do our own private little time show on this let's do a, a GoFundMe whatever it's called yeah get that get those meals trickling in you yeah, can swap keys every other week whoever wants to, to come in it's all good so until next week I about as Mark said have a hold on what, what do you mean swap keys that sounds weird apparently they do that oh, in no, the pub no, near no, me no. not into no, that no, no. No, there's no jar that the keys are getting thrown into. No, no, no random key. This is just uh, leave the key under the doormat for right. the next person. Yeah, yeah. I'll put my trousers back on then. As you were. Yeah. Pants on. Right, until next week for episode 167. Take care of yourself. Have a good one and may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>